Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to part four of the voice series. This is talking all about kind and this is nice and kind are not the same, which may be revolutionary or maybe not for you. Three things before we get started. The first is the tip jar still exists, and that's if you dig the podcast, you love the podcast, you get anything at all out of the podcast, head to kristenkelp.com slash podcast. There is both a tip jar for financial love and uh, a link to leave a review for general spreading of good tidings love, and I will happily, happily, happily receive either one with, um, with open arms. Two is that if you want to work with me, uh, for the entirety of 2019, KK on Tap is where it's at. And that is at uh, kristenkelp.com slash tap. I have a secret group uh, where I talk to those people and they are all talking about um, how sales are up. They're feeling better. They're feeling um, a little bored because it's not as hard as it usually is in January. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they're having a really good time. So you can join them at uh, kristenkelp.com slash tap or shoot me an email and we'll talk all about it. And then finally, all of this, this is a, a six-part series about voice and using your voice, um, is to talk and give you just a sense of what we'll cover at the voice workshop, which goes down in Philadelphia on May 20th and 21st. And you should be there, or at the very least, read about it by heading to kristenkelp.com, clicking on the voice workshop and seeing if it lines up with your uh, goals and intentions uh, for the year. And in general, having a more raw and powerful, excuse me, and truthful and authentic voice is, uh, I hope it's on your repertoire every year. Okay, so... 
Let's review what we've done so far in the voice series. If you're just popping in, this is for, you can still listen to this. It's still going to apply. Um, but the, the, the resonance of the first uh, couple have been, have been pretty strong. So I would suggest listening to all of them. First, we determined that your work is not your worth. For artists and entrepreneurs, this is incredibly tricky to do. And in the second series, we talked about what your work and worth have to do with your voice and the expression and use of it. Last week, we talked about the four elements of a resonant voice in the modern world, and we talked about the wild element uh, by teaching you how to take time off, which is 100% something that all of my clients ask for help with. It's something that I had to learn. So please don't think that I'm being patronizing. It took me years to learn how to run a business and then at times to leave the business alone so I could be a human with a life outside of my work. When I was getting a pay paycheck as a teacher, um, it's actually easy. Like the summer's off. So the summer is just off, <laughs> right? Um, but the summers when you're an entrepreneur are rarely off. And so you have to learn, okay, what does this look like to take time away without just ruining all the momentum I've created? And then today we're diving into kind with nice and kind are not the same. They sound the same. And I will bet that some of you even use the two words interchangeably. But I would argue that they're about as far apart as two similar-ish words can get. The problem is with nice. Because nice lets racist, sexist, and all the other-ist comments lie because she doesn't want to rock the boat. Nice does not start or participate in conversations about politics, religion, money, or health issues because we don't talk about such things, or it's not appropriate, or not now. Nice is always ready to become a martyr and let self-care slide. It's 3 a.m., you're having an emergency, you need me. P.S., it's because you have a splinter. Uh, I'm going to stop everything, come to your house, lose sleep, and take care of you. That is not a healthy impulse in many cases. Nice says yes and means no. Nice says I don't know when it means hell no. Nice breeds this sort of sinking feeling that no one knows the real you because you haven't let the real you out to play for weeks or months or years or decades. In other words, nice breeds resentment. When you let other people's needs run roughshod over your own, you come away feeling like you got the short end of the stick because you did. If people have taken the last of your good and vital energy on any given day, and it's not even 11 a.m., you have no choice but to hate everybody just a little, because that's the nature of being depleted. And holy shit, do we resent the people who deplete us. Nice leads directly to depletion and resentment. Kindness, on the other hand, kind takes care of itself. Kind knows its own value, not in that way where it's bragging or it's like, I am the best bigly big that ever bigged. Just it knows its own value. It knows that being paid three cents to do that is unfair. Kindness treats the gifts that you steward as important instead of as like, oh, it's not as good as someone else's. Kind also makes boundaries, good, firm, steady boundaries that prevent it from slipping into martyrdom. And when I say boundaries, I'm not talking about, oh, that time your cousin was addicted to opioids and so you refused to give her your stash that you had from surgery, or that time the guy said he wanted to take you home and you said no thanks. Those, of course, are examples of boundaries in action, but they're pretty obvious. Of course, you can stand up for yourself in situations like those. Boundaries are everyday practices you implement that teach people how to treat you. 
Boundaries can be as simple as not answering your phone after 8 p.m., choosing to return voicemails or emails within 48 hours instead of one or two minutes, or refusing to eat at fast food chains because of the unfair treatment of workers, or because Chick-fil-A is the most homophobic restaurant that ever existed. For example, um, everyday practices that teach people how to treat you look a lot like how you respond to emails, how you respond to phone calls, when you let screens into your life how much time you work, how much time you take off, how much influence you let other people's opinions have on you, and whether or not you're willing to bend over backwards in any given situation. You are teaching people how to treat you right now all the time. And nice often means that you're teaching people to treat you like dirt, whereas kind means that you're actually actively participating in this teaching process. Boundaries make it easier to get people to treat you well or to encourage people to treat you well. They are a kindness to yourself and to those entering your sphere, whether as a client, a colleague, a friend, or a partner. When you get a grip on boundaries, you're growing more satisfied with your life as it now stands. Because asking for 10 minutes alone before you come downstairs to make breakfast is a small but relevant change, right? Boundaries are about these little pockets we can find, like on Sunday mornings, you lie in bed and someone else makes you pancakes, and you appreciate that time way more if you've been aching for a break than if you just started doing it and took it for granted. Um, drawing boundaries around your time can be tricky, but it's a necessary part of making space for this really good shit to appear in your life. And you'll need to prioritize some things while deprioritizing others in order to get what you want. If you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Here are some statements that you can fill in and voila, you will have some sense of the kindness of boundary making for your business. So blank takes a disproportionate amount of my energy without giving me much in return. Blank might be a person. Blank might be an activity. Blank might be a place. Blank might be a time of day. Blank takes a disproportionate amount of my energy without giving me much in return. So for me, um, that's the news. So I am extremely guarded about how much news I take in. I don't use all my white privilege and just check out of news until the end of time, but I am extremely guarded about, okay, that happens for no more than 20 minutes uh, at this site and this site and not here 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 and not before I do these things. Next one, in order to create blank, I have to give up blank. It might be that in order to create your like super fitness for everyone program, you have to give up sugar. Or it might mean that you just have to give up thinking that you need to lose another X pounds before you can actually create that program. Whatever it is, in order to create blank, I have to give up blank. And that can be something huge you have to give up or something that's actually really tiny that you have to give up. Like in order to create a book, I have to give up scrolling on Instagram for three hours instead of writing. Awesome. Great. At least you know what you have to do. To bring blank to life in the next few months, I can't give a shit about blank anymore. This is so, so common um, that to bring your work to life in the next few months, there is often a, a specific person or group of people that you follow that you cannot follow anymore. Uh, and there's, there's a tremendous amount of growth that happens when you're just like, oh, they trigger all sorts of spirals in me. 
it's not them, it's me. And I'm just not going to pay attention to those people anymore. Those three, five, 10, 12 people anymore. So you just unfollow, you unsubscribe, and then you go about doing your work in the world. Even if it's just for eight weeks. And then you're like, okay, well, do I really miss these people? Do I really miss Chip and Joanna Gaines? Answer, you do not. Um, so you can go about doing your work in the world. Anybody that causes wild comparisonitis that makes you feel less than, you can just opt out, unfollow, unsubscribe. And to say it a different way, committing to blank means I have to stop blank. Like committing to quitting smoking means I have to stop going to buy cigarettes every morning. Really simple stuff that, um, that's a joke. That's a joke. Um, but there are things that require, uh, more of us. And often it's just a matter of if you stop this, it's actually much easier to commit. So for me, committing to doing breath work at a personal level once a week means I have to stop hoping it will happen instead of scheduling it on the calendar. Now it's been happening every week, but it's been like skin of my teeth. Oh my God, it's day seven of seven. I have to do this before the next week begins sort of thing. Whereas if you schedule it, it's not that big a deal. It's a kindness to yourself and others. And uh, I'm a better person when I do breath work. If I don't do breath work, I am unkind. <laughs> That's just a fact. Um, Kindness means that you've been a decent enough steward of your energies to actually be with people when you're in public instead of wishing you could go home and sleep or go home and snuggle with your dog or go home and read a book. It means you have been honest and you've said yes and no when you meant yes and no instead of lying to anyone, including yourself, about what you want. It also means that you've gotten in touch with what you want to do and with the work you want to create. Because the more that you are honest about yes means yes, no means no, that feels terrible, the easier it becomes to be kind with yourself and your work and to keep that pattern going. Kindness leads to giving from a much fuller tank. And that tank is going to affect the quality of every interaction, every part of your work, and every part of your life. And if you're like, okay, this is very abstract, Kristen, you know, I'm bringing it home with the questions and you're not going to like it, but you're also going to love it. Okay. So a few questions to help you spot the difference between nice and kind in your everyday life. How many times in the past week have I said yes when I really meant no? For me, that is zero and has been for a long time. For you, you can have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. The goal is not to beat you up. The goal is always, always, always to gently and softly point you to these places where you're hurting yourself. And it's, it's actually a pretty easy fix that if you mean no, you mean, you say no. And if you mean yes, you say yes. That's it. Instead of letting societal conditioning mean that you have to do these things. How many times in the past week have I ignored commitments to myself in order to take care of others or to take care of my business, which also counts as others? When do I have time that is designated as not on, whether that's working, caregiving, or both? So looking at um, the moms in the crew who, who are like, oh yeah, I have time off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids are home for 10 days. Okay. That's not time off. You, <laughs> you're still going to be on and you're going to have kids to take care of for 10 days. So when they go back to school, when do you have time? That's like, Ooh, yeah, this is just my time. That's the question. Which people in my life do I resent for my past niceness? Which clients do I resent? 
Which activities or appointments do I resent? So did you become the board of a charity to be nice? Yeah, that. Did you join the PTA to be nice? Yeah, that. Is there any way that I'm martyring myself for my business, hoping that at some point I'll quote unquote make it or quote unquote be successful and magically recover from years of overworking? That's a tricky one. How often do I agree to special arrangements or other profit-eating time sucks instead of charging appropriately for the hassle? That's a really common one, that people ask for some sort of special treatment or for you to go above and beyond, or can you just show up 10 minutes late? Can you just do this really quick mix of this song? Actually, we're going to ask for seven revisions. Um, charging appropriately for hassle is a really good way to be kind. Because at $150 per 15 minutes, you don't get upset when people want an hour's worth of stuff. This one is brutal. If I was partnered with me in an intimate relationship, would I be happy about how much time I spend working, thinking about work, taking care of work, musing on work, planning for work, and fussing about work-related things? What do I need to give up, ignore, or stop in order to practice kindness with myself? And that can be internal or external. That can be giving up listening to asshole brain. That can be unfollowing some people. That can be ignoring some people. That can be severely limiting your phone time. That can be taking 24 hours off of the phone every week. That can be just turning your phone off for an hour at a time. Um, what do I need to give up, ignore, or stop in order to practice kindness with myself? And then the opposite of that, what do I need to commit to in order to practice kindness with myself? And this is not New Year's resolution type shit, like I'm going to do this every day for a year. This is just, if I was really committed to being kind with myself, I would, and there's probably something really simple, like I would turn off notifications on my phone. I would stop checking email. I would delete my Instagram app for a little bit. I would use the classes that I've purchased on the internets that are self-paced. And by self-paced, I mean they never happen. Um, I would be honest about who really appeals to me and I wouldn't apologize for it. Uh, I would take notes when I listen to podcasts instead of being sort of half listening and doing some other work. Those are all really obscure, advanced, different, odd examples um, that might actually matter to you. And if any part of you is like, holy shit, I'm so nice that I didn't even realize it. What now? Um, just a note, and I always want to make this abundantly clear. I am not doing this, writing this, saying this to point out where you have failed or where you have fucked up. A diagnosis of nice means that you are operating exactly as you've been taught and as society has prescribed. We are trained to be nice to others since birth. We are told to share, to smile, to talk to strangers, to hug relatives and those old people who smell like mothballs at church, to laugh at unfunny jokes, and to generally make other people comfortable in every way before worrying about ourselves in any way. You keep those practices in play for a couple of decades, and it's no surprise that we wake up in adulthood to this fuckery where we just let people walk all over us. 
we can see how incredibly unkind we've been to ourselves for the sake of be of keeping others from being disappointed in us or worse, not liking us at all. When in fact, people not liking you is a really good sign. You don't have to be nice anymore. You don't have to be nice anymore. You don't have to be nice anymore. Kindness is a far more powerful and subversive option. Start by telling the truth about what you want and then refuse to take up the chains of martyrdom. If you have a vagina or you identify as female, the chains of martyrdom are right there and they are always calling and you're always being pushed toward them. You can say no to those. You can ask for help and you can take some time off too. And if any part of you balked at this whole deal because it's going to be really hard or really tricky or it lives way down in there, you have hit upon another truth, which is to be kind, you'll also have to be brave. Brave is where we're going to pick up next week with part five of the voice series. And the voice series is about this. Wild, kind, brave, and clear voices resonate with our souls the most deeply, and the voice workshop helps you to cultivate all four. That goes down in Philly on May 20th and 21st, includes a host of real-life workshopping, as well as classes, worksheets, and follow-up to help you take the steps to use your true, actual, raw, real voice in the everyday world. You can learn more, or you can pick up your ticket at kristenkelp.com. Click on Voice Workshop in the menu. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Let's make it happen. I would love to meet you there. And for my early birds through January 31st, code early bird takes a hundred dollars off so you can put down your deposit to come for like 75 bucks which is damn good and you should probably do that now okay that was it i got all sorts of fired up thank you so much for listening i hope to see you at the voice workshop and uh, may you embrace kindness in every aspect of your life particularly toward yourself May you know the joy that comes from saying yes when you mean yes, no when you mean no. May you draw boundaries, no matter how difficult it seems at first, and may you notice the good and positive and true effects of those boundaries wherever possible. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, I can be found at k at kristenkelp.com or at kkelp on Instagram, and I can't wait to hear from you. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. 
This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.